On this episode of the Michigan State of Sports, a little bit of everything for you after a week off. Tony and I dive into how crazy fans have gotten, the Lions offseason moves, and a little Tiger Talk to wrap it up. All coming up next on the Michigan State of Sports. Well, 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 welcome in. What's going on, everybody? So glad to have you along. After a week off, how did everybody survive? Tony, Tony Garcia, how did you survive after that long break? So kind of our bosses and and the management team here at the Michigan State of Sports to give us that holiday off. But we are packed, baby. Yes, I mean, I think one of the best things about the Michigan State of Sports is how understanding our higher-ups are. I feel like (laughs) you and me and them, we're all always on the same page, very... um, it's it's good communication. It's healthy, and uh, and and we all operate very well together. So they're very thankful for them for that. Had a nice relaxing. Uh, I guess this weekend was relaxing. Holiday weekend wasn't quite relaxing, but right, it wasn't go like all stressful. I was kind of, yeah, we were kind of doing things, partying a little bit. So a little go. bit a little, little bit less sleep, but a little bit more fun. Uh, that was good. It was the girlfriend's birthday. Had a little seventies theme party. That was fun. Oh yeah, I did. I did see um, photo evidence of that. Looked like a good time. Um, I I I also think it's important to point out that we we should be so um, both of us just completely rejuvenated and refreshed after. Again, as you mentioned, our our higher ups were so kind to give us that time off, and uh, and now we're we you know we're implementing the work from home as well. So it's just it is the Michigan State of Sports is a people first. They know how to treat their um using air quotes here with this audio medium their talent, if you will. That is us, man. The talent. Yes. No. I mean, I mean, what what more can we say about how well we're on this podcast? Is it's just everything you always look for. Um, and some exciting things in the future, potentially. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at yep, that. Yep, should be coming soon. That's the hope. Um, how was your? What was the most exciting part of your two week? I mean, it's kind of hard. It went kind of quick. Did it? Oh, did it sure feel did. like it went quick for you? Because no, it's yeah, to- it absolutely did. I mean, I obviously, you know, we've we've got our hands in different uh, different things, but family very important. Been able to spend some time with the fam. Went to a one year old birthday party over the weekend. Banger. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Well, my um, and I've talked about this before. It was the son of my cousin that is the Instagram influencer. So obviously everything was on point in that sense. If I w- when I was one, I don't remember my one one year old birthday party, but I will say this as a kid, I remember my mom going all out on the cakes. Like before Ace of Cakes was a thing, my mom was able to make these cakes that were always professional team logos. Like I had a Red Wings cake, a Stanley Cup cake one year, uh, um, Anaheim Mighty Ducks because I was super into the Mighty Ducks one year. My brother had a Florida State Seminoles logo cake. Wow. Like I don't know how she did it, um, but that was one thing. Like I was known around the like around the schoolyards. Dude, I was also a fat kid, so it made sense. But you want a good cake, you go to Jake Creepman's birthday party. Yeah, hey, you know that fat kid who's got the cool cake? Try to hang on. I hear his mom's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sweet. But no, but no, she, she could do not just like the logo, but like the actual shape. Oh right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wheel is looking like the winged wheel. No doubt, no doubt. And then my youngest brother, again, going all over. He was really into the big uh, construction power vehicles. So she did like this big backhoe one time and. Wow. Again, as, as a guy that as a consumer of the cake, it was always phenomenal. But uh, that's that's my uh, I'm going off on a tangent here on cake. Obviously, again, still not exactly skinny. Love. Lo- yeah. Love 
the cake always will but also spend some time on the water this weekend always good to get out beautiful beautiful lake st Clair. what a gorgeous weekend it was as well little sunburnt which i i don't know if that's coming through on the zoom call the lighting's not great but uh needed to add some color you know it's 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 getting into early june and i i had the golf tan for quite a while the the pale uh-huh. feet and the pale feet with the uh some of the looks i go for when it's ankle showing season you know the skin the vans or or season yeah and and you can't have pale feet doing that so it was a big step forward in a lot of different ways yeah i mean you gotta you can we can only be translucent for so many months right like (laughs) december through april ish is kind of the end of that excuse i agree you got to get a little color once it gets to may june so i'm glad that you were able to to check that off the to-do list this week absolutely any other highlight anything Truly, um, shotgunning like baby formula. At the, no, at the no, 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 no. It did. I mean, I did have a, a few claws. Uh, I, I this is embarrassing, but I got a little bit of a headache throughout the day from too maybe too many claws, too many. Uh, the third too, one did it to you. Yeah, too many Bud Light limes had to had to be had to be sat down. Like everybody is having a great time, but you know Jake over there has had too many white claws. The sun, it was hot. You know, no, no, no. Um, I stayed away from the golf course, so you're always giving me a hard time about, oh, I played terrible this weekend, but I got a couple of outings coming up this weekend. So I thought, you know, take a little time off, get right mentally. Um, maybe my game will just fix itself by not playing, but you, you had a little time on the links. Yeah, we, we, we made it out there to, to Stonebridge and Ann Arbor up, up and down, you know, I mean. Just sort also of a simple you, game enough to, enough to keep you coming back. Um, there you go. Couple, I think. I think there are four par fives and I doubled like three of them. So the score could have been a lot better. It was, br- yes. I mean, you, it wasn't scoring where I was supposed to be. Scoring. Never feels good putting the old double on, on the scorecard, especially in that par five. Um, you know, we have this saying, you know, seven points touchdown and the extra point. So great in football, not so good in, in, in golf, but we we've been going on catching up because it's been two weeks without the Michigan state of sports. Welcome back. And why have we taken this long to get into anything? Well, not a lot going on. It is June. It is June. So as we believe here, uh, we are 100%, uh, what's the term, transparent with our audience. But, Tony, something that has been going on, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, U.S. men's national team soccer, something, a common theme, a common theme amongst all that that we're going to dive into here on the Michigan State of Sports, fan behavior. I want to go ahead and say it's reached probably the worst it's ever been at this point in time in 2021. Yeah, um, I, I would say so. I would say so So as well. It is absolutely lost cabin pressure and gotten out of hand. And as you did a good job sort of introducing it, it's not unique to one sport or one circumstance or even I guess the, the soccer game that we're going to talk about that happened last night was here in America, I was going to say, or even one country. But I mean, really, it's not. Because if you remember when they were going to form the Super League over in Europe, they had to suspend a match because thousands and thousands of, of the fans just went on the pitch and they were just booing. And I mean, it kind of feels representative of what's going on in, in America a little bit. Just like, oh, like power to the people. Like we realize, like, like it's like bugs life. Like you realize you're all the ants. And like if the crickets like, like if you just stand up to them, like they got to go get their own food. Like, hey, like yeah, you, you don't me, mess with yeah. Hopper, Hopper's a big bully, and when was you, his name? Okay, oh yeah, when you stand up, oh yeah, I had nightmares over Hopper. Uh, when you <laughs> when you stand up to Hopper, even if you are just like a, a fat caterpillar, like the one guy, like he he has no choice. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you great um, analogy though. But no, in all seriousness, the 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 match last night. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I was I was not watching. I was reading up on it this morning, and you know, at different times throughout the match, they have to suspend the play, and you're it was even in danger of being um, completely abandoned. I think is the the soccer yeah, term. You can't say canceled because it already right, happened. You can't say right. postponed because they weren't yeah. going to pick it up. But you know, you're exactly right, and I think like let's just like kind of list out a few of these incidents, I mean, that we're talking about. I mean, it starts with um, with Russell Westbrook getting the, with getting the popcorn thrown at him. Then you got, was it Kyrie Irving? Was he getting spit on or the water? No, no, yeah, Trey Young got spit Trae on. Trey Young got spit on. Kyrie Irving was the Madison Square Garden, ball. right, right. The, and Kyrie deserved that for mocking up the logo or, or trying to. No, he Is didn't actually your take? deserve it. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just, Kyrie Irving... I'm not alone in this. I think he irritates a lot of people and I should, I don't really feed into it because what, how do I say this? I don't really feed into it. It doesn't, it doesn't keep me up at night. I see a picture of Kyrie Irving or something of whatever he does. And I think there's a loser. I mean, great basketball player, but just kind of a, a different mentally kind of guy. And it wasn't surprising that he was trying to make a scene and stomp on the logo and then he got hit with a water bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's fr- it's really fr- it's really frustrating that some of the things he does takes away. I've never been more torn on an athlete ever than Kyrie Irving because really, oh, I'm the exact I'm the exact opposite. I, I just I just couldn't care less about Kyrie Irving. Yeah, so I've I mean there there have been moments and weeks and months where I'm just like, yo, I can't stand this guy and like just different things he does just sort of feel like attention grabs. But I think he's just a really weird dude. I think I think he's just like a weird person. We all expect like, oh, dude, you're like you're an NBA superstar. Like you probably get girls. You probably like to like to smoke and drink, and you're cool and you party and this and that. Like no, like he might just be like a like you know when you meet a weird guy at the grocery store, that might be Kyrie Irving who's just good at hooping. And so and like I like when you met me, you're like, wow, this this guy is annoying for sure. What's that? When you met me, like this guy is weird. Yeah, 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 exactly. The exact same reaction I had. You're kind of my Kyrie Irving. Um, I appreciate that. (laughs) But what I mean is that like a lot of the things he's done are annoying. But if you listen, like at press conferences, he's actually oftentimes very thoughtful and um and and he will and he will say like look like, like when he came out the other day he's like look um like basketball's kind of not on my mind right now like we're like we like we're dealing with a lot in this country and i'd appreciate if you could just and, and i know like some people are very like eh, is he just kind of using that is that a thing? i don't think so i don't think he i think he is Okay. Well, I mean, every, I know, obviously, there's no way to there's no way to prove that, and it's it's I I'm not a Boston Celtics insider that's there every day and and understand that. But uh, no, I was not expecting this to go into a uh, what's your take on Kyrie Irving? Nor was I, and we, and we might have spent too much time on it. But I'm just saying, like, and I feel weird because like you're you're certainly in the majority, and I'm in the minority of people who can tolerate Kyrie Irving, and um. And I'm sure later today he'll do something that pisses me off and I'll be back <laughs> on the other side. And I'm like, dude, why do I ever, ever defend this guy? Like, there's a lot of times where I can't. And I'm just like you, like, yo, like, I couldn't be more sick of hearing the name Kyrie Irving. But then every now and then it's like, I don't know, it's like a toxic relationship. It's like he apologizes just in time. Or I see that little, that little semblance of change or of him actually trying to be uh, I, I don't know, use his influence for to, to try to create awareness about something or other. Um, it, it's a polarizing topic, but I just think 
Um, I don't. I don't think he deserved to get a water bottle thrown at him. I, I know. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, nobody that. deserves that. But yeah, to bring it back, uh, just the behavior in the stands from fans, and neither one of us are going to have this. Like, oh, I heard on the Michigan State of Sports that fans shouldn't behave this way. What a brilliant idea! Thank you, thank you, Jake and Tony. So obviously, we are all in agreement that this type of behavior has to stop. I've heard funny. Um, almost thought provoking ideas that about what to do to, to change this. But at the end of the day, isn't it, it's as simple as just, I mean, both of us have gone to games our whole lives and had a good time. What, what happens? And of course there's, this is rhetorical. What happens to fans when they, when they get in an environment of a live sporting event and think they're just invincible and can do whatever they want. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, no, it's, it's obviously happening way more and more frequently, but also I, it, it might be this like post COVID thing. Like, I right. wonder like, have pe- but that's, but that's giving fans an excuse, right? Like, Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, I'm like, they're just so excited to be back. It's like, you're still a 30 year old man. Like you still know you're not supposed to be like dumping popcorn on players right. and <laughs> spitting on them and chanting anti-gay slurs. So an international match, like in like in like a Concacaf or something between the U.S. and Mexico has to get what what was it abandoned or almost yes, yes, for, abandoned. and paused right. for five minutes. It's just like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? I love that SVP drop that they they'll play on sports. Was that Center. Taylor Wellman? Is that his name? Yes, I think so. I I could be wrong. I think it sounds right. But what are we doing? Um, that said, okay, here's my solution and. It's I'm sure people have thought of this all the way, all, all, but how I deal with everything in life is through a lens of comedy, which is kind of ironic because I'm not funny, but I always found like those, this is sports center commercials to be hilarious. And what if they did kind of along those same, that same theme, like a PSA of what it would look like if idiot fans behave that way in different settings of life. So you're on like a zoom call or whatever, you've got your headphones on noise canceling, nice headphones, and someone comes from behind you and dumps popcorn on you and spits on you or, or, or things that have happened, just somehow bring attention to it. Of this cannot go on any longer. And, and obviously there's smarter producers out there than me that could make this a lot funnier, but that's my solution. We need to, shame those that have done this through comedy no that's a great that's a great solution I mean, it's better than me i didn't have i i was sort of spitballing as i'm trying to think of this solution i mean we both acknowledged it's a problem but unless you have a solution then the problem uh persists so i think that's a that's a good answer i just don't want anybody i mean obviously it wouldn't have any of the fans in it or something but i don't want like these dumb antics getting glorified that's yes that's also a very good point yep with, with that sort of right. idea because then um, the, the attention, that's why, like, the camera crew is taught to pan away from yeah, it. Yeah, don't and, show the streaker. Right. Kevin Harlem is the exact opposite. <laughs> it is always on the call for something crazy and brings more attention to it. But yes, he's, I love, he's I, but as a fan, you kind of like when he does right, it. Right, right, yeah. Especially because that's kind of his shtick, right? I mean, it's it's always funny. Yeah. And so, I mean, my, I guess, solution or this or that is, but, like, how do you enforce it? I know, like, they're, like what they're doing is, like, theoretically these athletes are or sorry these fans are getting banned from these arenas and also presumably these are their hometown teams and hometown arenas so that's great but like are you going to train every security guard to know what the one face looks like of twenty five thousand people like how do you actually prevent someone who's not supposed to be in the stadium from coming back unless they're like 
Dave Portnoy level famous, and it's the Super Bowl. And right. even then, he still got in before they found him after yeah. he was supposed to be kicked out of the whole thing. You know what I mean? It just wanted feels- posters, just wanted posters all over <laughs> every place. Honesty policy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you were kicked out forever. So right, right. Not go to sports games anymore. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the vac. I mean, I'm not not making a vaccine topic. Let the let the record show. But you know, like when. different businesses oh if you're fully vaccinated are you vaccinated sure am all right come on in come on in so that you know hey have you been a dumbass at one of our events before nope nope i'm a good dude all right come on in come on in (laughs) like what if some of those surveys you know have you in the last 14 days thrown a water bottle at Kyrie Irving? no (laughs) i have not it was two it was three weeks ago all right come on in come on in yeah but you had any symptoms of (laughs) anger rising anger frustration in your personal life that might make you do something have you been exposed to such stupidity that you might want (laughs) to spit on a fan no no i'm good yeah um let's close it with this we've both been to sick brag we've both been to a lot of sporting events in our days craziest craziest fan behavior you've seen where you're just like what the hell man come on uh, I don't have a what the hell, man. I have a it was kind of cool, man, because um, I was 10 or 11, maybe because uh, it was. Yeah, I think 10 because it was. Uh, so I must have been 03 the year before the Pistons won when they were in the series against the Magic. They were either down. It was the opening round series. They were either down 2-0 or 2-1, ended up coming back against Tracy McGrady and the Magic. Um, and I was at whatever the pivotal game was, whether they were down 2-0 when they were at game three or it was 2-1 there at game four. I was at that game. And uh, they're panning around the fans and the way my 10 year old brain remembers it. Very attractive woman uh, comes on the screen. Shirts up. Nobody cares. Just rip the shirt off. There you go. Um, A young Tony Garcia. Yep. And that's when I wanted to stop playing with Legos. <laughs> but no, um, so I mean, I remember I remember seeing that with my best friend at the time, and we were like, "What just happened?" So, no, like, no one, oh, and I've been in a game once where uh, where someone ran onto the field and they got tackled, but yeah. but no, I was never like, "Oh, like look at these fans ruining the game." Like I've never been in the section next to. Like the crazy drunk Eagles fan who gets in a fight or something. Yeah. I've, no, I've never done that. Have you seen that? In yeah, person? yeah. That's where I was going to go. So we would always go to Thanksgiving and it feels like Thanksgiving, the Lions Thanksgiving game. Let's work on articulating our stories here, Jake. Um, so Lions Thanksgiving games, it just seems like there was always, you know, because it's kind of, I wouldn't say a different crowd, but sometimes the holiday brings in people that like, that's the one game a year they go to and several instances. One was even pregame. I remember walking up to Ford field, Ford field was relatively new at this time. I've got a big sneeze coming. So if that interrupts the story, I'm very, very sorry, but this dude was being dragged out by security and calling for his dad, which was kind of funny. Just he's just like a grown ass man. He's like, dad, dad. <laughs> and this dude, like with security still on him, came from the side and like cold cocked him. And then they went after that guy. And it was, wow. I was just, I was just at the time, again, just wide eyed. And I was with my dad. There it is. There That's it the is. Bless you. Wow, there's no sneeze button on this. Like we got the fancy studios. All right, hang in there. Talk everybody. to the higher ups. They're so yeah. understanding. They might get us one. Right. Well, we are in our work for home, work from home protocol. I did warn everybody. I'm so sorry that nobody's going to remember anything about this story. So <laughs> I'll just conclude it with: I was wide eyed as a kid. Like, what the hell is going on? You know, watching someone get, I mean, maybe was it the first time? I mean, if it was when Ford Field was new, maybe what you're like 15, 16, something like that. 
I think I was even younger. I mean, I, I, so it might have been one of the first point being, it might have been one of the first times that you saw someone get punched in the face in right. person. Is yeah. that possible? Because yeah, probably was, the first yeah. time you see someone get punched in the face, yeah. you, I mean, you stop. You're yeah. like, whoa. And then a couple that really of, just happened. Yeah, a couple of opening days, there were fights right in my section. Uh, opening day tigers again. I'm not I'm struggling with the the actually using the details here. So tigers opening day was also a family tradition, and that I I mean we all know what that crowd is like. Just absolutely insanity all the time. I remember, Electricity. Yeah, this huge, big, big bald dude with like a motorcycle vest looking body just get absolutely taken down by this skinny dude and it was yeah it was, he just went tumbling like a like a big bowling ball down this down the stadium steps and oh that, that's fun yeah that i've never got to see that and you know you don't really wish that on people but if it's going to happen either way can it just be in the section by me so i can see it that's all <laughs> right. that's all i ask yeah speaking I, of things that we want to happen i want one of our teams to get someone as talented is Julio Jones. Whoa, look at that segue. That that was impressive right there. Thank you. That's why that's why uh we can just keep talking about management today. That's why they're so happy with us. Um no, no doubt. And obviously the Lions are a ways away from getting a, a, a fundamental piece like that who can sort of shake the who can transition uh, a franchise or like that final piece. I mean, the Lions are more than that one final piece away that you need, clearly, to to put someone over the top. Like when the Tigers signed a, a Maglio or a Pudge or when you tried to add a Cabrera in sort of the aftermath of that initial 06 run, when you're adding on those final pieces, it's like, you know, we're, we're almost there. We need the superstar. We're this close. Every, yeah, and every Detroit team is miles away. Um, But what we're not miles away from is understanding when said person goes to the wrong team in our own personal life, uh, whether it's a team you can't stand, a player you can't stand. And I think that's what we wanted to do because, Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a semi-obnoxious, is that the right way to put oh, it? Oh, dude, Titan yeah, that, that's right? being kind. I mean, he's a big fan of the show, Alexander C. Faust. Um, there was a time he and I were, were, were podcast partners way back in the day, and his love for the Tennessee Titans – uh, is is nauseating. It's it's excruciatingly difficult to be in the same room as him when the Tennessee Titans are being discussed. And I made the mistake of watching games with him. Sometimes I'll I'll bet on the Titans just to make it at least tolerable. But then if if and when the Titans let me down, I, I have him to blame. But all that said, I just think the Titans have become this franchise that people used to actually like because they were never good enough to where they were a real threat, you know? And, and I say real threat to other people that speaking for them, because our franchise, the Detroit lions are never a real threat, but you, you always have those teams that you don't mind seeing succeed because they're, they're not, like I said, they're not really a real threat, but I think the Titans now with the addition of Julio Jones have become a legitimate contender based on, based on the success they've had in years past the, obviously the running game with Derrick Henry and that defense, I mean, it could use some work in certain areas. And I'm not going to just break down the Tennessee Titans here on the Michigan State of Sports any more than I already have. What, what's happening? The dam. Yeah, right, right. I know that's what people are tuning in for. But I am scared to death that the Tennessee Titans are about to become a legitimate Super Bowl contending team. And I'm going to have to hear it from Faust for weeks and weeks at end and the season haven't even started. And that, that my friend is something that would keep me up at night. And I'm sure there's a team for you 
that because your friends are such big fans of them, you hate. And that's the Titans for me. So I'll, I'll get into mine in, in just a few moments. But what I wonder is, might it get worse? Might the Titans become uh, sort of, I mean, I mean, sort of, sort of the lovable team, right? Uh, the, there's, there's no reason, like, they, like you said, they've never been the bully. They've never, um, they're not uh, like, yes, Julio Jones going to it, but it doesn't feel like they're not super teaming. Like, right, they you know, kind of built the team the right way, right? Yeah, they, yeah exactly. They did. They, uh, I mean, they resurrected Ryan Tannehill. They took a, I mean, it's not a flyer on AJ Brown, but when other people wanted to go other directions, they're like, no, this dude is the real deal. Um, Derek Henry, they're doing things with him the old fashioned way. They don't care how many, <laughs> if he's touching the rock 25 times a game. Um, I mean, they're just they're just they're just tolerable for me for someone who doesn't have the fan that makes them insufferable. And so I wonder if they become like the lovable story of of twenty twenty one. And and the last thought before I get into sort of it's for me it's a player. Um, I've I've kind of come around to him now because he's far enough removed. But my, he was my least favorite player of all time in any sport because of my friends solely. Um, and I'll leave you on that little cliffhanger just for a second because Ooh. you talk about the Titans being a contender and i said that too the afc is kind of loaded like oh yeah they're gonna have to get past the chiefs they're gonna have to get past the bills i know this sounds crazy the colts might actually be decent if if carson wentz is a, a b minus of, of, of what- i was just about to say the colts are in position and again we'll just break down the colts roster now that be like b minus carson Wentz. great great analogy great way to put it I think they are a scary, scary team with an above average Carson Wentz. And let's say, I mean, obviously this is quite the stretch, but MVP Carson Wentz shows up. I mean, look out, look out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I I see five to six teams in the AFC that could very legitimately get to the AFC title game. So that's why I'm a little, but that's enough on, on uh, three months out AFC thoughts. My, player not team but player who i could not stand i'm sure you're gonna be oh he was my favorite well <laughs> or, or he's pretty polarizing tim tebow <laughs> oh my god in those florida days those are my, oh my my god. Two, two of my four best friends so two of us uh, my best friends at the time were um I mean, life has gone on. We've we've grown apart, really, because of how much they loved Tim Tebow. I was like, look, boy, I can't be friends with you anymore. I can't support this nonsense. Um, but two of my very good buddies in middle school were just obsessed, obsessed, and like to the point where they knew how much it drew, drove me crazy, and they'd continue to do it. They'd continue to do it. They just, I mean, just anything, just like, oh, G- like Jesus wishes he could be Tim Tebow. Or um, like, oh, Tony, this is going to this is probably not going to blow your mind because it's it's very believable and very on brand. I was one of those kids in middle school. I wore a Tim Tebow jersey to school. I lost friends over my love for Tim Tebow. I can vividly remember being at the lunch table at H.H. Dow High, maybe even Jefferson Middle School, just defending Tim Tebow's honor and cheering the Florida Gators on. For no reason other than I was just a big Tim Tebow fan. And, and that's what did it because it was nobody around here had any reason. Like So so I got a cousin who went to the University of Florida, right? She, she graduated from Gainesville and, and her whole family lives in Florida. All right. You want to go be a Tim Tebow fan because he won you a couple natties? That's fine. Enjoy. I don't like him, but that's fine. 
everyone from Michigan just randomly adopting this dude. And it's just like, oh, my God, he was everywhere. I mean, he was LeVar Ball before LeVar Ball. He no, like, stop. Yeah, yeah. He anything. And it's not his fault. I guess he wasn't as obnoxious because LeVar Ball was like it was very. Uh, He's also a good person. I mean, some of that He's is a, a little not. That's why I said at the beginning, I said, I've actually come around to on him. And because and it's not his fault. But because he's not just being jammed down my throat or shoved in my face 24-7, I'm getting an appropriate amount of Tim Tebow. There and you hear just enough of him where you realize, look, like, no, I know he's a good dude. I mean, that's never, that's never been a question. The dude, I mean, looks like a Playboy model and, could, and was a virgin until he was like 36. The guy's got a lot of self-control. He's a very good guy, obviously very Christian guy, very uh, like someone who you want, who you want your kids uh, looking up to it, it, just in terms of competitiveness and – their ability to lead a team and being polite. There's a lot of good things. He, he just infuriated the hell out of me. Mainly because he wasn't any good. As oh, a quarterback. no, don't do he this. Was not a good, he was never a good quarterback. He was a college court. I mean, he was a great college quarterback. He was a he was a top five college athlete of my entire lifetime, for sure. He was never an NFL quarterback. And he got more chances than many people okay there's a lot to unpack here on your tebow hate uh and i i want to keep uh, keep the keep the Stay ship moving if you will yeah because we've 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 been so efficient with our time here on the michigan state of sports but i'll address a couple of them i never understood the tebow hate for the type of guy he was was it a little obnoxious and a little much at times sure but my whole point with it all was there are far worse ways to be than like the good guy and and the hardworking competitive guy and I mean like there were guys that and again none of us are perfect but why are we not why would we not direct that I hate to say hate because I mean in an ideal world nobody's hating anybody but that dis displeasure that grievance with people that were breaking the law and doing terrible things because there were plenty of athlete examples of that anyways so that's what i point on tebow the quarterback thing yes not a great passing quarterback but if 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 we want to do the whole got too many chances things i never got the 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 even with the the stuff with jacksonville like oh somebody else deserves that that chance no, it's a competitive world. If if Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars organization feel that Tim Tebow, as a member of their team, helps them win, then put him on the team. That's all people are trying to do is win. I never got the somebody else deserves the 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 chance more than him. And, and same with the minor league baseball stuff. Was it a little annoying? Sure, but if if the guy can do the job, and maybe that's the argument is that he can't do the job, but. Look at the numbers, and I'm not just going to do. Well, I'm saying I'm not going to do it, which is code for I'm actually going to do it. One playoff win, Matthew Stafford, number one overall pick, King Matthew Stafford, zero playoff wins. One is greater than zero. You know that doesn't make Tim Tebow a better quarterback. But he, to to the the point of him being like it saying helps when you have Demarius Thomas who can take a six yard slant pass and outrun the defense. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the bottom line is they won that game, but. It's it's not like Tim Tebow at quarterback was putting out somebody, and I say this with all due respect, but like somebody with a cast on their one arm and in a big, uh, you know, bubble wrap their entire body and, and was like a worthless human out there. I yeah. mean, the guy the guy could play sports. The guy was a professional athlete. Yes. So the quarterback, hey, did he throw the ball particularly well? No, not at all. But the Denver Broncos were able to win with him at quarterback. Yeah. So no, I mean, I mean that's that's fair, and uh, and I mean like like I said, it was I mean this topic got started. Who do you dislike so much? Oh yeah, because of someone in your life. 
yes. and that's this is my this is my do that. you have a team though because my my team i've got like i almost feel like i have a team for for every sport which is probably more of a testament to how un- unhealthy i am <laughs> and how i let people impact me for for, for, for no um, reason I mean, I hate Chicago sports teams, and one of my buddies is like a like, like a real Bears fan. Ah, and he, tough. I mean, he just said they were going to win the Super Bowl each of the last two years. Like, <laughs> like, seriously, I do think that was one of my big takes, though. I think they're in the driver's seat with Justin Fields, and who knows what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers? I mean, you're, you're giving him way too much credit. Matt Nagy yeah. doesn't know what he. No, there you're right. Ryan Pace doesn't know what he's doing, and I mean, it's just it could be a nice little transition from Dalton, the fields. And they'd be like, yeah, we got a vet. He's going to show him the ropes and we'll give it. It's the bears and it's a quarterback. They're going to mess it up. Right. And, right. and it's not just how life works. Cause it's always the bears, but I mean, it's really hard to get a quarterback, right? Especially when you don't have a coach or who, who's proven to develop a quarterback. Um, and so, but, but you could be right. If Aaron Rodgers is on the way out, I mean, there's no, there's no real, I mean, we went from a division with Stafford and Rodgers, two of the top five arm talents in the league to Kirk Cousins is the most proven quarterback in this league. Or in, in, in this <laughs> yeah. conference. Division, yeah. Division, division. Yes. Right Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so maybe the bears, I don't know. I got I, a few hockey ones. Cause I think hockey, growing up when the wings were in their heyday, hockey was probably my favorite sport. And I had a buddy who was a big Colorado Avs fan. And that's when the rivalry was so, so heated. And then it kind of, transitioned into the Red Wings and Blackhawks and kind of that later. That was when I was first finishing high school, getting into college. I had some I had, uh, some teammates from, from Northwood that were all just Chicago sports slaps. And that was just sickening to watch the the Blackhawks. They were winning all the cups. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. They would wear like their Blackhawks sweaters to, to team meetings at times. And I just had to stare at it. It was brutal, 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 brutal. But I, now I'm at the point now, like I, I still love watching playoff hockey. I was having this conversation with my cousin. We've been on some, some hockey games over the weekend, like, and playoff hockey, there's just nothing like it, that atmosphere. And we just had such fond memories of the Red Wings and the Joe just rocking and, and the octopi being thrown on the ice and, and just that spectacle. And we've just been so starved from that. And I'm not doing that topic because we've done it a million times. Which Red, which Detroit franchise team will be the next in the playoffs? <laughs> We're not doing that, but I'm just, God damn it, I miss it, you know? I miss it so much. You miss it so much. I mean, and you just look back and you see and you see the videos and like, they're just so nineties and, and early two thousand. Like even the clothes, just like I don't know, it was, it was a different time. It just everything just felt different then. Simpler times, man. Simpler times. Yeah, man. You know. Um, but yeah, so Tennessee Titans should be nice. Um ha- I'm happy for Julio. Uh and, and for I mean someone who who kind of seems like a good guy who f- f- finally it found like it feels like a guy who is a superstar sort of tastefully pushed his way out of a city and isn't getting like vilified for it. Right. Right. He kind of did I, things I the right way. I perceived it. And oh yeah. To me. That seems to be the national perception as well. And, and I, I, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't give, uh, my boy Mike Keith a shout out who was in Nashville that claims you know when this all went down he claims to have played a role 
in Julio signing with Tennessee. Not sure what that role was, but uh, he was quick to take credit for Julio signing with the Tennessee Titans while he was visiting Nashville. So he and his wife, Katie, were there for the weekend, his birthday, big birthday shout out. And I, I don't know what that role was, but he's pretty certain he helped facilitate it. All right. Well, who's our guy? Mike? Yeah, thank Mike you. Keith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for your service. Yes. We, <laughs> thank you for your service. We appreciate it. But Tony, let's wrap up with a little Tiger talk, a little Lions. We did say we we're going to do a little Lions. You had a great point. Sorry to just put you on the spot like that. But again, management is is happy with how we're doing things. They're probably happy with me just throwing you on the spot like that with what what we can, I want to say look forward to this season, but kind of some best and worst case scenarios with the Lions. Yeah. And so that's how we'll sort of transition this Lion, this this NFL to, to the baseball thing. So what, what we were talking about just before this show is we were talking about like worst case scenarios for the Lions. And and everybody know it's not going two and 15, three and 14. It's what happened to the Pistons for a decade or so is going in that purgatory. But it's beyond that. It's not just going eight, eight and one or seven, nine and one or six, ten and one or seven and ten, whatever. It is all about who is creating the production, who is is scoring, scoring the touchdowns, who's making an impact on the game on both sides, all three sides of the ball. Um, and that's why I think this Tiger season has been a little more palatable than their 13 game under 500 record, whatever it is right now would initially suggest. And and that's sort of what I was thinking to towards the Lions, like who could these guys be on the Lions? Because when the Tigers are playing well right now, it's because their young guys are playing well. It's because Mize has turned a corner. It's because Scooble has cur- turned a corner. It's because my guy, all-star Spencer Turnbull, he might be a little injured right now, <laughs> number one in my heart forever. Um, it's because he's playing really well. And, uh, and, and it's not just that, but the mentality that our management is taking yes our i'm part of the team um <laughs> by cut, cutting jacoby jones i mean he's been a guy who's been part of this team for five years he's one of the longest tenured tigers and they're like look we, we've seen enough you've had 1200 major league at bats you are what you are see ya no more mazara got cut they're trying to get dak uh, um they're trying to get hill in there Derek hill i almost called him dax hill like he's the safety for michigan um they're trying to get Derek hill in there they're trying to find a way to to create some room for daz cameron um, Isak Paredes is going to get a shot here soon. Zach Short has already gotten multiple chances at, at, in the middle of the infield. The point is they are doing what the Pistons did. You can lose. That's fine. But if any production is happening, you want it to be from someone, no offense, Miggy, not Miggy. He means nothing to the production. He's just for fun. It was fun to see him hit 492 two days ago. That was great. But what needs to happen is the players who are going to make any impact on this team in the future need to be the ones doing anything. And so I was sort of saying we were just sort of having an offhand conversation that I think that has been the most refreshing part of this Tigers season, if anything. And what does that mean for the Lions? Like who are the guys we need that need to do well in order for a five and 11 season to feel right. I'm sorry. That was a little long winded. No, no, it's, it's, it's exactly how I wanted to, to, we wanted to end this, this whole episode is that, because I think, when you when you have a team like the Lions that you don't want to succeed, not let me rephrase it. That was a terrible way to put it. You want them to take a step forward in their own way here in 2021. But having a brain and looking at this roster on paper, you understand that that's not going to be a, a playoff appearance or that somehow this you're not going to catch lightning in a bottle. I mean, the 
there is just, I shouldn't say there's no way, a very small chance that this team is going to achieve anything in terms of postseason, you know, any make the playoffs, anything like that. And so when you have little rooting interest, I think that's how you have to approach a season like this from a fan's perspective. And gosh, that sounded a lot better in my head than what it sounded like coming out. Apologize for that. But that said, I like, is Jared Goff a guy for you? That's like a Miguel Cabrera. That's just there as a placeholder. He is in a weird, in my opinion, sort of in between spot because he's still in his late twenties. So should he, I, if he were better, like if, if I personally thought his talent level was higher or his potential was higher, I'd be very curious to see what get Jared Goff did. I don't think even at his best, he's a t- he's good enough to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. And you kind of need that to win. So he's not exactly Miguel Cabrera. He's not just washed and just a placeholder, but I would be surprised if he did end up holding the keys to this thing. So sort of, He's like Miguel Cabrera because I really don't see him being a long-term solution. However, if he completes 70% of his balls, he throws 29 touchdowns, he limits the turnovers, only eight, nine or something, 4,000 passing yards, and he just does kind of what – I mean, those would all be great stats, but like he just he, he doesn't do too much with just enough every game. Um, he could be he could be the answer for for a few years, and it's a scary thought. It's it's also weird with the Lions because they're in a really weird year right now, um, with having two first round picks next year, and with the new regime. Like Dan Campbell has built up so much goodwill, you kind of want him to win because you really want him to keep that positive thing going with the fan. But like you said, they're not going to win win, and so that halfway that's not going to do it. But if he goes three and fourteen, we'll be in great shape with a top five pick. But are people going to be like, what's different about Dan Campbell than fill in the blank class five coaches we've had? So the Lions are, it's a really interesting spot. So right. You, don't, you don't want to accept losing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to accept losing, but it just is. Like, what is the actual best case scenario for the Lions this year? If you, if you could pick what happens to them, what is it? Right. I think, I think you want to have. I don't know. It's, it's, it seems kind of silly to say out loud, but if you have like a four to six win season and there's a few of those wins in there that are, <laughs> I know not all, not all wins are created equally, but some character building wins where you see, okay, this is the future of our franchise. This, this regime has a lot to do with it. Guys are playing for Dan Campbell. Cause I think that's a huge thing too. There was times last year where um, actually it, I saw it was again, to come full circle here, some Titans highlights, with Derrick Henry, I was just Google or watching through, through Twitter the other day. And one of them was against the Lions, which is nobody had. And, and I know some of that's Derrick Henry, but nobody just had any interest in tackling the ball carrier because there was just no effort defensively. And it was a historically bad defense. And so I think if you see a couple of wins where similar to the win in Chicago, and I know they got the turnover late um, in, in that one, but some, some kind of character building wins, where they're still losing enough to get that nice, nice top, top 10 first round pick in addition to the Rams first round pick. So maybe a four to six win season. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I, I, I would sign up for that. Whatever the most amount of wins is against the worst teams. So our strength that like we can go like five and 12, but where you hold that tiebreaker. Yeah. So you can get a better pick. That's ideal. That's asking for a lot, but, um, 
And to your point, the young, some of the younger pieces, I mean, TJ Hawkinson needs to take a step forward. Um, Swift, the running back, what you'd, you'd like to see a little bit more out of him. I want to see a lot more out of DeAndre Swift and I, and I, and that's not on him. That's on coaching. I mean, he is the most talented athlete on this roster. He is he on the offensive side, at least he is the most explosive player that the Lions have. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go explosive defensively. Jeffrey Okuda needs to prove that he was not the worst pick in Lions history, which is saying something. I'm sorry, not the worst, but you know, he needs to take a serious step forward. Yeah. And I mean, Tracy Walker, I mean, he had, a, he had a rough year last year and he was kind of replacing next in line to replace Glover Quinn a few years ago. People were really waiting on him to, I mean, to, t- to take the next step and everyone had a bad year because nobody had any help around them. And so you just want, again, we don't need Don Mulback to be perfect snapping the ball. He's been there for 18 years. That's fine on, on as the long snapper. We need uh, Panay Sewell to um, have one of the best pass blocking rates of any right tackle in, in football. That's what we need. We need one of the two defensive linemen to actually make an impact and be like, yeah, even though we're in a 3-4, you can hold down the middle. Uh, like, There's just yeah. there's little things. There's the right people who need to be good. And maybe like we, I know we talked about this several, several weeks ago, probably even months ago, closer to the draft, but one of the, a surprise rookie performance, I know I'm getting greedy here, but a a rookie having an excellent year out of of nowhere would be nice. You know, I said, Amara St. Brown, and that that's just one that comes to mind just because the position group at wide receiver needs so much help. Yep, it's the same reason why we our two picks were Amon Ross, St. Brown, and and Derek Barnes, the the linebacker from Purdue. And so, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're on the same page. And just just to sort of bring it back to to the Tigers because that's where we were headed with it. Um, it's it makes not great uh, a, a team that's not great more watchable. It yes. gives it gives you the reason. And and like we were talking here in Detroit, we were like. Yo, like, are we bad sports fans? Like, why have we not been like watching as much, caring as much the last few weeks? I mean, of course, we say that it's all relative. We're extremely plugged in, or try to be, but, um, but it is. It's not the same. June does not feel the same when you don't have a team in it, when your baseball team's already out of it, uh, and you're a few months out from football season. This is sort of that that you know, high and dry time. That's what degenerate gambling is for, Tony. That is. That's why you bet overs in, in, in the <laughs> NHL playoffs. Um, and so I guess we continue to wait, Jake. Yeah, we continue to wait. We continue to gamble. We continue to enjoy the other parts of life. You continue to be a much better golfer than me. I'll spend some time on the water, drinking too many white claws. And, uh, we're, we're going to continue to, to cruise this Michigan state of sports ship along this summer, potential, potentially some exciting news coming our way. But uh, until then, I, uh, I, I think I speak for both of us with an, another one in the books. There it is. Close, close, close the page. Turn the page. Turn the page. Yes, yes. Have a wonderful week, my friend, and everybody tuning in. We sure appreciate it. Until next time, thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful week, and remember to treat each other. I'm just kidding. I always hate when people close something with some kind of like word of advice, like, oh, I am so high and mighty. Uh, you should listen to me. Now, do whatever the hell you want. Just don't be a dumbass, and, and we'll talk to you soon. There we go. See you.